0: Visa says it's working closely with U.S. banking institutions and retailers to enhance payment security. But what exactly is being done behind the scenes to enhance credit and debit security? And how have recent card breaches impacted Visa's stance on a U.S. migration to the EMV chip? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined now at the Information Security Media Group's Fraud Summit New York by Eduardo Perez, Senior Vice President of Risk Services for North America at Visa, to discuss some of the challenges and opportunities Visa sees within our current card fraud environment. Eduardo, in the wake of the Target, Home Depot and now Kmart breaches, card fraud of course is getting quite a bit of attention and it's even getting attention from the president. In fact, last week the president spearheaded a new initiative that aims at, and this is beginning in January, to convert all debit and credit cards affiliated with federal employee and benefits programs to EMV, as well as to convert all point of sale systems used in government offices to accept EMV chips. What kind of impact do you think this initiative is going to have on the market's EMV migration?
1: So first of all, Tracy, thank you for including me in your podcast. I'm excited to be here at the Information Security Media Group's Fraud Summit, and I'm looking forward to participating in all of the events. So to your question, Tracy, first of all, I'd like to say that we agree with the White House that assuring uh, payment security for all uh, is critically important. Today's announcement uh, from the White House highlights progress in advancing ship acceptance from the Payment Security Task Force and Visa's own initiative to educate consumers reinforce our collective effort to increase security of electronic payments. Uh, these efforts are in line with the roadmap that Visa first outlined back in August of 2011 to encourage and accelerate US adoption of EMV chip technology.
0: So, Eduardo, was this initiative from the White House something that was anticipated by the industry? Had you been hearing about it before it was actually announced?
1: Yes, Tracy. We heard a a bit of buzz around the White House's potential executive order on this front. And again, we applaud the White House's effort to further promote EMB chip technology amongst government entities and agencies that accept payments. We believe that this will further support the further development of EMB chip adoption throughout the U.S. uh, point of sales systems.
0: So Eduardo, this is something that Visa and other card brands have been talking about for some time, and that's the liability shift date for EMV, which of course has been set for October 2015. What happens after this liability shift date?
1: Visa and other card brands have traditionally instituted a counterfeit liability shift to promote and incent the deployment of EMV chip technology, both by issuers in the form of issuing chip cards and in the form of incenting acquirers and merchants to deploy EMV chip terminals. What happens effective October 1st of 2015 is that essentially the party that has not deployed EMV chip technology will be uh, responsible for the counterfeit fraud. And the way it specifically works is that if an issuer issues a chip card to their cardholder and that card is presented at a POS terminal, point-of-sale terminal, that is chip accepting, then technically there should not be any counterfeit fraud. That should be a full chip-on-chip transaction and there shouldn't be any counterfeit fraud. And that thwarts the fraudster's efforts to conduct that type of fraud. In the event that the cardholder presents a chip card and the terminal is not EMB chip accepting and there is counterfeit fraud that's conducted as a result, then the issuer has the right to essentially charge back that fraudulent transaction through the acquirer and they typically pass on that liability onto the merchant. So it provides a strong incentive to both parties, both issuing banks and acquirers and their merchants to adopt and deploy EMB chip technology.
0: And Eduardo, the way the system is set up right now, really the issuer is the one who bears the cost or the loss when fraud results on a card transaction.
1: That is typically the case for a card present transaction. And again, once the liability counterfeit liability shift takes effect, effective October 1st of 2015, then at that point, if the issuers issue a chip card and it's accepted at a non-chip accepting terminal, then they would have the right to charge back that counterfeit fraud transaction to the acquirer that that typically, again, passes it on to the merchant.
0: And Eduardo, looking at um, the liability shift date, This um, migration toward EMV is not a mandate, and this is merely just a recommendation or that's where the incentive comes in as far as the liability shift is concerned, is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct and it's an important point. Uh, This is not a mandate for entities to deploy the technology. The uh, counterfeit liability shift is intended to be a strong incentive for both issuing banks and merchants to ultimately deploy EMB chip technology. And Tracy, as we've seen these same policies take effect in other markets around the world, it has certainly been an important incentive to help spur the adoption of the technology throughout the marketplace.
0: Edwardi, can you tell us at all why it's not mandated, why this particular recommendation to move to EMV is more putting incentives in place rather than mandating a change?
1: As a payment network, Visa has typically not mandated specific uh, use of uh, single technologies. And that's because we realize that uh, both issuers and acquirers and merchants have many other mechanisms that they deploy to mitigate and prevent risk from occurring uh, related to payments. And so we believe, again, that the incentive that we've set by setting the counterfeit liability shift will ultimately spur the adoption, but it's not a requirement, and we typically do not set specific mandates for the use of a specific technology
0: something that's come up quite a bit in this discussion surrounding EMV in the US is that we could expect to see a migration of fraud from the card present environment to the card not present environment which really begs the question will EMV really have an impact on overall card fraud what's your perspective
1: yes, we believe that EMV chip technology will have a positive impact on overall payment card fraud. I should emphasize that payment card fraud remains relatively low, and that's because we have a multi-layered security and authentication strategy that in part relies on predictive analytic intelligence. Uh, Through that, we're able to identify and stop fraud before it ever happens, and as a result, we've been able to keep fraud rates low just to $0.06 out of every $100 transacted. so we do expect to see some fraud migration as we've seen in other markets that have adopted EMV chip technology. And to address some of that potential fraud migration to the Card Not present channel, what we've done there is we focused on deploying new technologies and promoting the use of those new technologies, including technologies like tokenization and also our risk-based, frictionless, 3D secure technology And our service that we've announced a few years ago now, our Visa Consumer Authentication Service, which is intended to support consumers in conducting frictionless risk-based transactions and mitigating the risk of potential card-not-present fraud.
0: Eduardo, when you talk about the predictive analytic intelligence and how that's really helped to kind of keep card fraud at bay, and then you mentioned this $0.06 out of every $100 transacted actually results in card fraud, is this for credit and debit or just for credit?
1: That's a combined figure, Tracy, and that is a global figure, and it is, uh, again, I've emphasized that it's just $0.06 cents out of every $100 transacted is attributable to fraud. So it's a very low rate, and it's relatively low across all of our uh, major markets.
0: Eduardo, going back to the initiative that was announced by the White House last week, something that came out in that initiative is the fact that Visa is launching a new program aimed at educating consumers and merchants in the U.S. about chip technology as well as other security technologies. And in fact, you've agreed to send experts out into the field over the course of the next year to help educate the public about what EMV and chip technology really means. Could you give us some background about the program and what the catalyst was?
1: Yes, uh, Tracy. So soon consumers will start to receive and use new chip cards that their banks will issue them. And more than half of U.S. payment cards and merchant terminals will activate chip technology by the end of next year. So with this, this is one of the biggest technology changes to come in the U.S. over the last three decades uh, since we electronified uh, terminals and replaced the old Zip Zap machines that some of your listeners may remember. So obviously awareness and education about this change uh, is gonna be critical. Uh, while chip technology is easy to adapt, Two, consumers and merchants will be transacting differently. So for example, instead of swiping the card, the cardholder will insert it into a slot in the terminal. And that's gonna take some a bit of a training for both consumers and um, clerks to get used to. So as a result, w- uh, we obviously want to ensure everyone knows how to pay and accept using chip cards that are gonna be coming to market over the course of the next years. So that's why Visa is conducting a national education push to provide consumers and merchants the information they need to use and accept cards with ease. Related to this, we're conducting town hall events across 20 cities to help uh, get small businesses ready. And we're providing educational materials, how-to videos, and online advertisement, as well as merchant training to help consumers use chip cards at the checkout. And we have a tremendous amount of uh, information on our website at visachip.com that will highlight many of the materials that I just mentioned uh, that can really help uh, both consumers and merchants get a better understanding of how chip technology works and how it's gonna be used at the point of sale.
0: That's great, Eduardo. And actually, it's a nice segue into something else that I wanted to talk about, and that's your presence here at our Fraud Summit in New York. You're one of the featured presenters. What's one of the key messages that you want to get across at this event from a visa perspective?
1: One of our key messages, uh, Tracy, is that despite some of the challenges and the recent breaches that have occurred, I wanted to emphasize that payment fraud remains relatively low and that we have a multi-layered security and authentication strategy that's intended to both promote innovation and to keep fraud rates low. And so security continues to be one of the most important benefits of using Visa, and we're making payments safe through smarter technology so consumers and businesses can pay or be paid with confidence.
0: Eduardo, I suspect that you're getting quite a few questions about EMV, but from Visa's perspective, are there other solutions out there that could be just as good as EMV based on what you talked about earlier about the need for multiple technologies or options as far as technologies are concerned?
1: Tracy, we continue to focus on three key areas to promote security in the payment system. The first area is uh, around eliminating data and um, stopping uh, unnecessary data storage, and we've made huge strides on that front. We continue to promote proper protection of data as it's flowing through to merchants and acquirers and our whole infrastructure by ensuring that entities continue to comply with PCI data security standards. And then finally, uh, we continue to promote technologies that devalue payment card data so that it is useless in the event that it is compromised or obtained by fraudsters. And within that category of devaluing data, we've been promoting three key technologies there over the course of the past few years in fact. The first is around EMB chip that we've discussed. The second is promoting tokenization of the primary account number and really using that technology to eliminate further and to devalue further primary account numbers that may be flowing through the payment system. And then finally, we are also promoting the use of encryption at the point of sale to better protect and uh, again, value cardholder data that may be compromised.
0: Eduardo, I want to thank you again for your time today, and thanks for attending the summit.
1: Thank you, Tracy, and I look forward to interacting with your attendees.
0: Again, we've just heard from Eduardo Perez of Visa. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.